Welcome back. How are you guys doing? It's the Jack and Jer show. It is June 22nd. Not a nice day. I don't know why I always comment on the weather, but I feel like it's just something to say. Um, miss you guys. I don't, oh, that's what I was going to say. And we're on Apple, Spotify, YouTube now. So we've got a few different mediums you can check us out. You don't have to always look at our faces. You can just listen to us in the car now. So I think that's pretty cool. Always like and subscribe. Always comment. Let us know what you want to hear. Anything else, any feedback is always appreciated. Or if you want to be on the show, be a guest. That'd be great. So I'm going to start us off today uh, with a little bit of a, uh, I guess it's a quote. And, um, and we'll see what happens from there. So sticks and stones may break my bones but where wait what is the quote but words uh what is the quote words will chat? never yeah words will never hurt me words will never hurt me yeah is that true you know it is and it isn't it it's it's true if you want it to be true uh you know that was that was a saying that i think we grew up in because we're in similar age being early 90s babies uh and as someone that's been reading and trying to practice stoicism, uh, those words are very true. Like someone's words really shouldn't impact you. It's your mindset and how you filter those things out. Uh, whether you think something's bad or isn't is completely up to you. Uh, and what I mean by that is like something. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Uh, and I heard this when I was getting into stoicism a few months ago. I think it was actually Sam Harris who said this. So he was saying how he woke up in the middle of the night one night uh, in his home. He has a couple of little kids with a wife uh, and one of the pipes had burst and just water spewing out. Uh, and it's the middle of the night, uh, a couple of young kids. Uh, and so this is a terrible situation. No one wants to wake up to a home that they recently purchased with a couple of kids and be like, holy, holy cow, our, our place is being flooded. And you could easily, you know, get very negative in that moment. Uh, and his wife goes to him and goes, well, at least it's not sewage. And mm -hmm. when you put things in perspective, it's like, okay, well, it's actually not that bad. Now tying right. this into our conversation, you know, someone says something to you, you could take it literally and be like, oh, you know, I'm going to let that impact my emotions or feel bad or, you know, uh, discount my self-worth or something like that. Or you could be like, I know who I am. This person may just be having a bad day. But at the end of the day, like one conversation with them or their emotional impulses isn't going to affect. So in a way, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt you. It, it, it is true. But, you know, we're, we're human and it's very easy for us to feel bad when someone says things that aren't nice to us. Definitely. I guess where I um, may not agree with the quote is I've uh, I think I've broken like a toe or I've like had injuries before. I'm completely healed from those. I've been called names and been, had stuff said to me. And as much as I want to forget about it, and like at times I do forget about it, at times it creeps back into my head. And like so, uh, a lot of time I like to think, that, yeah, it's not affecting me. But a lot of time, just the fact that it's still in my head, it's affecting me. Um, and I feel like I have I hate I love my memory and I hate my memory at the same time. I, uh, I feel like I have a really good memory. I remember things that were said to me when I was three years old, five years old, 10 years old um, wow. that have haunted me. And I have ones that like have made me keep respect for people for my whole life. I'm like, oh, I remember when they said that. And that was so special to me. Uh, but I also I remember things that definitely um, impact me and it, uh, it sucks. And I, I like to try and practice stoicism as well. 
And as much as I try and practice the word, I can't forget the words. I just can't. Yeah. They're, you know, when I say this type of stuff, I'm saying more idealistically of the person I want to become rather than who I am. Mm. Uh, there, it is not uncommon for me to be replaying conversations in my head, uh, especially when things maybe didn't go as well as planned. Um, what, what do you do when that happens? So like if someone, uh, and I'll give actually our viewers a, um, a little background story, uh, and hopefully you guys don't judge us too much, but just this last week, Jack said something to me that kind of threw me off. Um, I used to not react. And by used to, I'd say like five years ago and before I used to react in horrible ways. I would blow up. I would internalize it and let it marinate until it really upset me. And then I'd like, uh, be passive aggressive. I'd like, uh, be nasty. I'd try and like, um, do a lot of things that just aren't positive, aren't beneficial. This last week I had something said to me, not a big deal, but it was itching under my skin. And, uh, for a couple of days as it was itching under my skin, I found myself like kind of in similar scenarios to, to my past. And, um, from actually Jack or part of from Jack, I, I like how he is very direct and has like difficult conversations sometimes in just a very professional way. And I know that's something that I needed to work on. So I addressed it with him and I feel like I did way better than I used to be, but I still feel like there's a, a better way to go about it. So Jack, what do you think is like the best way to, to go about something when you're just thrown off? Right. When you're the perpetrator or you're the person that received it? I guess received it first, and then we'll go into the perpetrator. Um, I love how you use lawyer language, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, we, we, we have to kind of create a little bit more nuance here. So someone, yeah. someone is at a, um, you're at a business meeting, actually. You're at a business meeting, and you're with your partner, all right? You and your partner, and you're meeting with another potential business. And your partner says something during the meeting that kind of puts you under the bus or makes you just not feel the best. So not saying anything during the meeting because you have an objective there and that won't uh, be beneficial. Uh, but when the meeting's over, uh, I am pulling the person uh, aside and I'm doing it in the most uh, kind of peaceful way possible. And I'm just being very direct. and. Uh, I'm not saying it asking for an apology and I'm not saying it in any type of way where I'm trying to create more friction, uh, but I'm being transparent with mm. how I perceived how it happened. And I'm also being transparent with uh, the seriousness in which I think that it needs to be corrected. Mm. And as someone that's had similar conversations uh, with business partners about it, I will say that as uncomfortable as it is to have that conversation, it is a lot more uncomfortable to not have that conversation, have that be that situation be replaying itself in your mind uh, for you to be worried that it's going to uh, come out again in the future. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's definitely possible that uh, the person who said it may not have actually realized it. So mm. uh I, I, I don't, I, I'm really not a confrontational person. Um, but with that being said, uh, I will not allow 
business things that I think are not going to help me and my whoever I'm with achieve our goals uh, to go unaddressed. What if it's something that bothered you, but in your head, you're like, is it really that big a deal? Would you ever ignore that? Or if it it makes you feel a certain type of way, you should just always say at least something. So because some people are probably irrationally uh, have their feelings hurt, right? I mean, I, I feel like I've probably had my feelings hurt irrationally before. It depends what you want. There are times where I think addressing it is very important because it helps you build an even deeper relationship with people. Uh, you know, uh, what Jeremy was talking about earlier, I said something without actually realizing the impact that it would have. And people do this all the time. And so if someone is saying something to you and you don't think that it has the, that, that impact, uh, you can, if you think that the relationship has greater potential uh, and that the person may not have uh, done it with malicious intent, um, I think there is benefit to like addressing it. Mm. Now, how you do it is dependent on the relationship you have with that person. Uh, obviously, you don't want to come about it in like an aggressive manner. Um, but with that being said, it's also important that the person who says it owns up to the fact that while they may not have said it with such a negative intent, it had that that impact. And if you're telling someone that, hey, you know, you said something that really, you know, hit me uh, in a negative way and they don't acknowledge the validity of your feelings and uh, the impact that, that they've had, then it's worthwhile to evaluate that relationship. Mm-hmm. Good point. I like that. Um, yeah, because I guess, yeah, if it's a worthwhile relationship, the person, regardless of, um, of anything, will at least be open to dialogue or talking about it um, instead of just like putting you off. A lot of time, actually, that's actually, um, I, I'm like, memories are coming back into my head. I, uh, I had an ex, I, I'm not trying to call her out, but she, um, she definitely had some, um, pretty nasty things said to me. Honestly, I don't think she meant it half of, um, 99% of the time. I really don't think she actually meant it. Um, they just like quickly came out. She was, uh, in the moment, just trying to get me. And then, um, I though, honestly never really addressed a lot of them. And um, when we broke up is when I brought up a lot of them and and it was obviously too late. And I don't think she even she ever realized that I even remembered half of those things, let alone that, like, I took them seriously. Um, and I don't know exactly where I was going with that. I had a thought, sorry, in the beginning, but basically, like, just addressing it in the moment is going to. Uh, oh, that's what. When I would bring things up initially, I'm sorry to uh, go back with that. When I would bring things up initially, she would put them off a lot of time and be like, that's not a big deal. Um, and then I just stopped even bringing up things because I uh, felt powerless. And I feel like at that point is when things really deteriorated because there was no more dialogue. So at, at the very least, trying to make sure that there's dialogue going on, I think is, um, is important. Otherwise, you're, the relationship's just going to deteriorate. Yeah. And there's a, you know, a couple of responses to that. One of them being, if you are not good 
at having more confrontational type conversations with someone, with anyone. That means you're probably not going to be good about it in your place of work and other areas of your life as well. And one of the things I would say is that your family can support you, can be your cheerleader and things like that, but you got to stand up for yourself as well. And if you know you're not good at having uncomfortable conversations, you got to start practicing. Mm -hmm. And there may may not be any better place to start than when it comes to you. Being honest with the people around you about how they make you feel, the things that they've said, maybe the things that they didn't say, uh, and things like that. And so what I kind of want to, you know, acknowledge right now is it's not easy for most people to go up to someone and be like yesterday, earlier today, a week, a month ago, or whatever, you said something that just like, you know, has been rattling around in my brain and it really hurt me. Uh, And I got to let you know this, blah, blah, blah. And if you can practice those conversations, you will over time, not immediately get better at them. And I, 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 especially when, it, when they're with friendships and things like that, or potentially romantic partners, like, is, is there a way you can practice or you just gotta just keep doing it? Is there like a, a systematic way to practice you think, or you just gotta have them more and more and you'll get better. Uh, you know, one of the things that you can do, uh, that my, uh, negotiations professor in law school, uh, mm. told us that's interesting is, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking this out as I talk, is just put yourself in more uncomfortable situations. So what our professor told us to do is uh, go to a coffee chain, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, or something like that. And when you order your coffee, just look them in the eye and be like, and I'd like a discount on my coffee. Nice. I like that. And when they say why, say whatever you want to say. Well, I, I come here a few times. I feel like I'm a pretty loyal customer. And I feel like this would be a great gesture for you. Um, and the reason hmm. I say this, even though it seems very unrelated, is those can be uncomfortable things to say. Definitely. Uh, and so it, that might be way, a way to practice where it's not necessarily with someone that you have a relationship built up with, but you put yourself in a position where you are now asking people uh, for things that uh, you know make you uncomfortable. And so at least you're getting some repetitions in there. But hmm. at the end of the day, uh, there is no better substitute than like real world practice. There's been times where uh, I've had people, you know, I paid for something and they said it was going to be a lot less expensive. And that was one of the reasons I, I went in on it and ended up being a mm. lot more. And I'm, I'm sitting there at the, the ticket counter being like, okay, this is 150 bucks more than I thought it was going to be like for a, hmm. what I thought was like a $50 ticket, dude, I'm only here because you, you wanted someone to come and you said it was only going to be 50 bucks or whatever. Um, and like, I, I go up to the person later. I was like, listen, man, like, I'm not going to like, I went here cause I was trying to be a good friend. So you'd have someone to go with. And now I'm out of pocket, like an extra 150 bucks. And like, I kind of feel, uh, like, I'm not saying you lied to me, but like, I, I don't feel great about how that, how this went down. And mm-hmm. I've had conversations like, you know what, you're absolutely right. Uh, let me, let me like throw you some money or you're absolutely right. Like, let me, let me get you back next time on something or, or blah, blah, blah. And so there's been times where I've brought things up and I've actually been amazed at how well they've been received. Right, true. Uh, 
And so that's, that's what I would say. You just, one way or another, you got to have these awkward conversations because you, you, you will get better at them. So that actually reminds me of um, a story of mine. And this is actually probably the beginning of when I started like sharing my feelings. Um, like I said, before probably the age of like 27, I literally never shared my feelings, not once. If it killed me inside, I didn't say a thing. I internalized everything. And then at a certain point, I started sharing because I was like, this is uh, this isn't right. Um, There's a kid who basically asked me for one hundred fifty dollars um, because they were like, oh, I'm in a tight spot, blah, blah. And then um, the next week they were going to Columbia for vacation. And I uh, I was like, dude, like, I don't know what you think of me, but like, it feels like you just think I'm a money machine. Um, you're asking me just for a hundred fifty dollar loan when you're going on vacation. It like it makes me feel some type of way. And dude responded with, uh, "Dude, you're crazy. I don't know what like what you're thinking." And that was the last I ever so- spoke to him because <laughs> it's like, "Yo, I I'm trying to say something and I can't even have a conversation." Like you said before, if someone's not willing to even talk to you, like uh, it's an easy way I think to just like realize who's with you and who's not and cut them out if they're not a good person if they're toxic it's not worth your time yeah and there are a lot of people that i thought i was better friends with than i was that i had maybe uncomfortable conversations with and walked away being like well at least i know at least i know this person can't be relied upon at least mm-hmm. i know that this is someone that i shouldn't either be putting my name or reputation or, or, or doing favors for um and so while it can it can be tough to get to that moment where you will have a realization one way or another of the, of the depth of your, uh, you know, the, the relationship. Um, it is progress. Like it mm-hmm. is super important to know who is in your corner, who is in your, who is not in your corner as well. Definitely. And then, um, but, but Jeremy, what, what, what was like, what was a turning moment for you that made you decide like almost more holistically that this was something that you needed to start addressing, being more transparent or potentially more uh, initiating more like uncomfortable conversations. I'm not exactly sure what I think getting older, just part of getting older uh, was it, but I was going crazy, I think with, uh, with a lot of my relationships and I was feeling, um, I was feeling disrespected, feeling upset. And then I was feeling like I was an idiot with how I reacted a lot of times. And, um, I guess like some self-help books, some reading and realizing like uh, there's a a book actually, uh, I feel like it's called like Difficult Conversations, but I read it around that time too. So that might've been, um, do you know the book I'm talking about? I don't. It's like how to have difficult conversations or something. It was was recommended me uh, from a very good friend, someone I actually do a podcast with also that I was in MBA school and um, definitely a really uh, good book and inspirational uh, but I feel like there's a few things and just realizing that um, maybe from like people I looked up to growing up who never had conversations about how they felt and seeing how detrimental that was to relationships and not wanting to follow those footsteps, um, I think was a big part of it. And I, I still have a, a ways to go. Um, so something I was actually going to uh, ask before that's still an issue with mine is like I still get one, a little nervous to bring up things with people because I just, I don't want it to be a bad reaction. I get a little um, hesitant for that. Um, I also, I get pretty, I'm pretty sensitive 
And I also get um, worked up very easily. And when when I'm worked up is not the best time to have a conversation. So a lot of time I try and like have a conversation through text or messaging because I know at least I can like think about what I'm saying and not like say all this bad stuff. But uh, I don't think that's the best. I don't think that's a good strategy. It's just but it's the way that I'm able to to initiate conversations at this point. Yeah, uh, so that's interesting because I'm I'm very different. I'd rather not be texting things out. I'd rather be... I think I was texting you and you kept on calling me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. no, I'm not I'm not getting on the phone right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, all I, I start literally losing my voice. I literally can't control myself. Not but, in but a I bad think... way either. It's not like anger or anything. I just yeah. like there's so much things going on in my head that I I need to like settle and think about it. And I think what you just pointed out is something that's worth emphasizing, which is you need to know yourself. Mm. If you are the type of person that you really need to reflect on something and refine what you want to say and actually have a uh, time to, to, to sit with it, uh, then you have to play to that strength. You mm -hmm. can't, you can't just have an impromptu conversation, walk in, you know, surprise someone and like do it. Like you need to like set up the forum to fit you. If you are better at taking your time writing the messages than, uh, you know, phone calls or video chats or things like that, then, then play to that strength because these things can be uncomfortable. And so at least give yourself some control to do it in a way that you at least feel a little bit more comfortable doing it in. And so what I think what you pointed out there is, is something that's worth addressing as we navigate some of these more challenging uh, areas uh, of life that even if it is something you're uncomfortable with, there's gotta be a way to do it that's slightly more comfortable than other ways. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I, I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like I like to, bounce things off of my therapist first. I feel like it, it's nice to have like a third party give, um, give ideas to and strategies. And a lot of time they'll be, I don't know, they talk some sense into you. Sometimes I feel like I would also want the conversation. I'd maybe want to initiate a conversation, but I'd want a third party there too. Um, I feel like that's just beneficial sometimes because you feel more comfortable, like your words might not be misinterpreted as as much, or there might not be as much miscommunication because there's two people there and someone can actually validate what either of you are saying instead of because a lot of time when people talk, the person listening isn't hearing everything that they're saying. They're hearing what they want to hear a lot of time and and it's not the most uh, productive of conversations. Yeah. Or they're playing this game of, you know, but you did this or right. something like that. And they're moving the ball. Um, you know, something that may be worth bringing out is when you have these conversations, like what's the goal? Like what is actually the goal of the conversation? Like, Great point. are you, uh, you know, apologies and sincerity is nice, but like, are you okay with the goal simply being just like having your voice be heard and, you know, telling someone like how they made you feel or is your goal something more direct whether someone owes you money or said they were going to do a favor and didn't do it or you know didn't do a good job you know whatever mm -hmm. it is like actually like knowing that way you don't get to the point of the conversation the person's like okay but like what do you want me to do 
and, and then you're like, like oh, i don't know <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, having yeah. it be like, well, like I paid for this, or you know, you said you would, you said you would do that, or you know, what, whatever it is, it's like actually have it having something. So, um, this stuff's hard, man. Like, no one's oh. no one's good at this stuff right away. It's super hard. And then I guess this is a little pivot of the conversation. It's it's still about words, but we've been kind of talking more about like when other people say words to you. Um, I have been listening to Jim Quick's book, uh, Mindset, this week, and something he's been saying is uh, is also how words matter and um, something I really liked. I've heard it before, but I'm going to actually start really trying to practice it is instead of talking, um, just talking positively about yourself or about anything is helpful also. So instead of saying I have to go to work or I have to work out today, saying I get to go to work, I get to work out. And just a yeah. slight change in one letter difference, a slight uh, different pronunciation can change your whole mindset. Uh, and it's I think it's it's wild how powerful words are because uh, they affect I think they affect all of the cells in your body. The body responds to words. So when you use certain words, your body just goes with it or it doesn't go with it. Um, do you have any yeah. like ways that you talk that help that? I, I do. I do. Um, and I, I believe in that wholeheartedly. I, I, I try to, as best I can, um, live by two, uh, two roles. Um, one that I am not going to say anything negative about anyone else. Uh, and deeper than that, it, it really comes down to judging people. Mm. Um, so, you know, something simple could be, I personally think it's crazy that vaccinated people outside are wearing masks, especially when no one's around them. Yeah. Um, it's just like, and I'm, I'm not anti-vax. I'm not anti-mask. I'm not, but like the science says, if, if you're vaccinated and you're outside, like you just, you just don't need a mask. Right. Um, and so it's hard for me at times, like, not judge some of these people. And, you know, I don't necessarily know if they're vaccinated, although, you know, I think almost hilariously, the people that are vaccinated are the ones that are actually wearing the mask more, um, but I, I don't have anything to base it off of just a, just yeah. a hunch. Um, and so, I, you know, I bring that up just because it's almost like a funny example of like, when I see that, I just remind myself, like, thou shalt not judge. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in their life. Maybe mm -hmm. they couldn't get vaccinated. Maybe they have an autoimmune issue. Uh, maybe they work with uh, sick people. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe it's a million things. Maybe they forgot that they have their mask even on. Like mm -hmm. it could be so, so, so I, I won't, I won't judge. And then the same thing, I won't speak uh, similarly. I, I won't speak negatively about myself. And so I, I won't use, I'll try not to use negative words to, to talk about and getting to what you're saying, instead of saying things like, I have to do this, I have to wake up early, I have to do that, changing it to I get to, or I have the opportunity, or even as, you know, there, I have some family stuff going on. And I, uh, there are times where things are more than stressful. Uh, and uh, instead of it being like, I have to do this, or, you know, blah, 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 changing the, the vocabulary to like, what an unbelievable opportunity I have to be uh, a supportive member of my family, to help my brother and sister, my mom, whoever else get through this. Like, 
what a what, what a great opportunity to to uh, work on managing my stress uh, in a, a situation. Um, and if you if you do those switches, and it sounds super cheesy, but if you do them repeatedly for a, at least a few days, it will change how you see the world. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I got the chills a couple of times as you're just talking because, um, yeah, I, I find myself like kind of complaining about dumb things, whether it be about like my parents or my family or whatever. Um, and then just realizing like uh, how fortunate I am and like, what am I complaining about? Like there's so much uh, I wake up and practice gratitude every day. I think that's like very similar and and helpful is like, yeah, there's a hundred things to complain about. Uh, for everyone. Everyone has plenty of things going on to complain about, but you have an infinite amount of things to be grateful for. Uh, literally, if you're here, that's amazing. If you can see, if you can hear, if you can walk, talk, whatever it might be, and just focusing on that literally rewires your brain. I think if you wake up and practice gratitude for like 24 days or something, um, your brain literally starts to rewire, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, there's a a couple other things I want to add. I've been rereading Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People because I've been posting about the book on on TikTok. And a couple of things I want to share that's very similar in terms of mindset and whatnot is once by once by Shakespeare. And the quote is, there's nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. And that quote uh, is very similar in the sense that it would have taken me a long time to realize it as like the, as the, uh, as the quote from Ford that goes, whether you think you can or you can't, you're probably right. Yeah. Up until a few years ago, I, 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 I just didn't understand what either of these w- would have said, but if you do understand them, it's a whole world of difference. Jim I don't want to necessarily. Jim Quick has a similar one. I liked it a lot. He, uh, he said someone said to him when he was like 18 years old, he asked him all his goals. He told him all his goals. And the guy said, you're this close. And Jim was like, what do you mean I'm this close? And if you're not, if you're hearing, you're not watching us, I'm making my hands around my, uh, about the size of my head. And what he says is like, everything that's keeping you from your goal is in your head. Um, yep. Like you're that far away. Once you can change your mindset in your head, you're, you're fine. And then regarding being happy, there's a quote from Abe Lincoln in uh, Dale Carnegie's book as well that says, most folks are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. Mm. If you, if you want to be happy, it's, it's in your hands. Say what you're grateful for. Put things into context about how much worse other people have it. Like when I, I will say this all the time to people that I ask how things are going. I'm, I'll say, yeah, like things are stressful, but you know what, there are people with lesser means dealing with worse situations. And so I'm very grateful uh, for what I have. Um, Mm -hmm. And so if you put it in context, if you do take the positive sign, uh, or, you know, you just think about how much worse it could be. And like an example that also may hit home is like, I have two grand, my my pops, my grandfather just turned 98 yesterday. And Mm -hmm. The dude's slowing down. Like, there's no way to say it. And he's slowing down. He, my he, my he, grandpa's 98 too. I just saw him on Father's Day. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a gift. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, it can be easy to get sad and be like, it's hard to have a conversation. He has a hard yep. time hearing me. Uh, sometimes he repeats himself. And I'm not saying, you know, he's off the loony, anything like that. But, you know, these are things that can uh, upset people. And it's, it can be easy to get upset. But then you can also tell yourself, wow, how lucky am I that 
I've been able to spend all this time with him. And even though he can't hear all that well and all this now, like he's still there. There are yeah. other people whose grandparents died when they were kids and never, never got met. to develop that relationship. And so, you know, you could leave that interaction with your grandfather and be like, what a shame I can't, you know, have a, a more fruitful conversation perhaps, or you could leave it and be like, how unbelievable that uh, I'm 30. I think you're close to 30. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, even at, in this, in this age, we still have someone that we can visit, uh, who, you know, is our grandparent. How, how lucky are we? Yep, exactly. And, um, it could always be worse. You could always be Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to be that guy right now. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, I don't know, man. He's got, uh, he's got $35 million coming in this year, next year, and the year after, like, that's true. That's a good point. But he um he is hated right now. <laughs> like there's this calls for his head in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, yeah. Just something I want to mention before I forget the uh, the book I was talking about. It's called Crucial Conversations. Um, it was it was recommended to me when I was in my first year of MBA school, and definitely um I don't even think I read the whole thing, but the concepts from one chapter I like understood that this is important. I need to. You can't just ignore these conversations, which is something I, I used to do uh, forever. Um, yeah, I think it's important. What's it called? Let's um, do you have anything else from uh, Dale Carnegie's book you'd like to share to uh, wrap up the week? Not from his book, but there's another quote that's rattling around in my brain that I thought I'd share. I forget who said this. It's a awesome. female successful business person. And she said that you can measure your professional success by the number of uncomfortable conversations you have and really? what she was kind of referring to is yeah people get promoted sometimes maybe uh, out of the blue or not out of the blue but yeah without it but if there's something that you want uh, whether it is a promotion or you need to set stronger boundaries with your firm I have friends that are lawyers at very prestigious firms and they're always on call and setting boundaries of hey, like after 11 p.m., I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. You have me from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day, but like 11 p.m., I'm, I'm asleep. I'm not destroying my sleep cycle anymore for this. Um, people res respect you for it. And mm -hmm. promotions, at least you're putting it on the radar. Uh, at least you're fighting for yourself. And maybe there's going to be a middle ground. But if you, don't, if you don't initiate and if you don't have those uncomfortable conversations, then you know you may get lost in the sauce. And so it, it was an important quote that I constantly think about, especially when you start talking about like uncomfortable conversations of, yeah, it's not something I look forward to, but like I also go into each one of these uncomfortable conversations in the back of my mind as I'm not great at this, but this will help me get better at it. And I need to do this in order to become a better person to fulfill deeper relationships for me to reach my potential, yada, yada. Um, mm -hmm. And so I thought I'd share that. No, I like that. I, I'm going to try and look into that more after. I want to see who uh, said it and all. And I feel like it, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Wim Hof. I feel is like the, the worst part is the before. Um, once you do it and once it's over, it's never that bad. It's the before that sucks. Um, so just do it and get it over with and, and it's done. Um, I don't really have anything to, uh, to share about learning, but I, I will say here's my call. Um, and this is something that I think you, um, feel similarly on. I, I like to find trends early. I feel like I was on the Airbnb trend a little early. 
I was on the crypto trend a little early. Um, I think a trend in the next couple of years is going to be microgreens and sprouts. Um, I don't know why I never really thought of it or heard of it before. I feel like I heard of it in the last year, really. I still don't even understand it completely, uh, like where it came from or how it kind of started. The seeds are a little different. I've been learning or hearing like they, uh, they don't treat the seeds in like as many chemicals, I guess, because you eat the seed quicker, where when it's in the ground, it loses all these, even if it's organic uh, stuff, it's, it loses it in the soil. Um, but yeah, it's this whole new industry. It makes growing food super easy. I've been growing radish and broccoli sprouts for the last like month. I, I don't even really enjoy the taste too, too much. I put a little pinch in my smoothie, super nutritious. I'm growing my own food. Doesn't take a lot of space. Uh, but I think it's a super cool hobby. Jack mentioned it last week. I thought it was pretty cool that he's uh, heard, even heard of it. Most people have no idea what I'm talking about when I say microgreens. They're like, I mean, they can assume what I'm talking about because it's in the word microgreens, but it's not anything that they're uh, too familiar with. So pretty cool. I think it's going to be big. When Jack and Jay are big in a couple of years, sprouts are going to be big too. Yeah, yeah. So get on the sprout stream early. Um but yeah, thanks for thanks for staying tuned, guys. You know, don't shy away and girls do don't shy away from those uncomfortable conversations. I hope this was valuable and like, comment, follow, let us know what you thought was helpful, wasn't helpful, what we screwed up, what I screwed up. You know, we want to hear from you guys. And if you want to have a difficult conversation with someone on air, let us know. We'll get both of you on. Jack and I'll mediate and we'll have a really fun time. That would be dope, actually. Yeah, I'll throw on the lawyer hat and cross-examine you. Don't worry, it'll be not fun for you. Heck yeah, sounds good. Well, thanks as always, Jack. Appreciate you. Have a good rest of the day, and I'll talk to you soon. Later, Yeah, everyone. thanks, Jeremy.